Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, guys? We're talking about The Gifted, Season 2, Episode 12, Home. Tehran's behind me. Steph Sabra's here. We're in the trailer. We're going to be talking all about it. Is Evangeline dead? What's actually going on? And holy crap, that big plot development with Blink and John. Talking all about it right after this. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. And we're here! That's right. Blink! You blinked here. <laughs> I blinked. You blinked. I used my power. Oh, man. Welcome to the show, guys. Again, we're talking season two, episode 12, entitled Ho- mm, Uh, Right? Capital M? Home with a capital M? No, no. I like the. I think it's the first way you No, you can it. see it. It's on the screen. It says H-O capital M. So, homie. No, I think what it's up, a, homie. Uh, uh, homie. No, no, I like that. All right. So, a lot happened today. We're going to break breaking it down. Danny, Kate, and Lauren. Then Reed and the box. Andy and Lauren. Esme and Andy. Morlocks in the underground. Lorna, Marcos, and Riva's plan. Post-explosion with Erg, Blink, and John. New to eat. No, I'm just kidding. Blink and John. And then we'll wrap it up with uh, Blink and her weird music video montage of sadness. <laughs> so, uh, first up, what's you guys' uh, overall thoughts? Well, I... Hated this episode. What? No, I'm just kidding. I wanted to bring out the inner Ivan Soto. And <laughs> you know, this this episode was a interesting episode. It wasn't one of my favorites. I missed a lot of uh, plot develop developments from last time. I didn't think they they actually addressed the whole Riva and Ryan thing so much. Mm-hmm. That was something that, that they kind of just skipped over as if it didn't happen. I want to know more about that. I also was intrigued by the fact that they couldn't get there in time to save anyone despite the fact that they had a person whose power is specifically able to get you there in time for anything. But it was definitely a good one of those filler episodes to get us from plot A to point B, I guess. Yeah. Point blank. Point blank. <laughs> to blank. From point Andy to point blank. Yeah, let's get there. Capri Suns. Please, every time you say that, Capri, by the way, yeah. we need to get day. more Capri Sun. Did she ever say that? Did you no. know that the Sentinel no, Services wants fair. Capri Sun? Uh, I didn't say it on the stream in that voice. I said it, but I didn't say it in that but voice. You ex- Steph. Yeah, okay, I loved, I liked this episode. I thought there was a lot of good action, but I think structurally it was all over the place, and there was a lot of, like, again, they do not use their powers in the way that they should be using it. Yeah, and it's a little bit weird that they would, like, build up this whole storyline with Evangeline and then just, like... And we don't even get to see the explosion. You just come upon, like, a bunch of After Effects smoke, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, guess everyone's dead. And it wasn't even an explosion that looked like it could kill everyone. It was just enough to... That, like, I've seen worse explosions from microwave popcorn. Like, I don't know. It, it, it's like they're taking bodies out of the building. You're not going to investigate at all? Like, you're not going to try to, like, see if Well, the they are wanted criminals. They are, like, not specifically criminals, but criminals. And so maybe investigating isn't the best thing to do. However... They do, once again, I agree with Steph, they have powers that are handy in situations like this that they decide not to use in any capacity whatsoever. 
radio silence. I'm sure they had radio guy who could have went through it. Like somehow they could have got through it. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of like suspense of belief, but you kind of have to just go with it. You know, in a lot of situations in the show, you just kind of have to go with it. And in fact, like for me, the most unbelievable thing is that the underground doesn't have any resources at all. When like you'd think that they'd have tons of mutants with tons of different powers that they can take advantage of. But like what happened to all the kids from orphanages? What happened to all the adults that are mutants that were running away? They didn't just like try to, you know, grab any of them and be like, hey, join the underground. Like they're just really bad at recruiting, I guess. Because we've had the same people for like the last two seasons. Does that make sense? I don't know. Let's break it down. Let's talk about Danny, Kate, and Lauren. Um, Danny is obviously Kate's brother who is not a big fan of Capri Sun. Uh, because Andy is a terrorist. And they tell him, they, they get him at work, they didn't recast the character, I think I was thinking that too, but the chat confirmed that they didn't recast him. Um, and he's obviously not happy that they're coming back into his life, plus they want him to go research with Homeland Security and find out what's going on, which is also a lot to ask. <laughs> they didn't recast it. It was like the 10 year challenge only in one year, he got that much older <laughs> since last Rude. year. Rude. I wasn't going to say anything. But that's what it is. Like everyone thought that he was recast, but just because he looked so sloppy. I did not think he looked recasted. Yeah, okay. I just, just didn't had longer hair. I didn't remember the character that well. Um, but let's be honest, Kate's basically making every single decision just to get Andy back and doesn't really care. Remember back in season one when everything that Kate did was to make sure that their kids weren't involved in anything dangerous? And now it's like, hey, Lauren, let's go get involved with Homeland Security, which is sure to trigger a few things that make Sentinel Service come after us. But you're strong enough to take on 18 Humvees full of people with assault weapons. Yeah, it was like all of that for a little bit of information. Yeah, and the only information they know now is that, uh, what's-his-face, Ryan, super rich white guy last name. Is with the Purifiers. Yeah, Benedict Ryan is with the Purifiers, or is running the Purifiers. But even that's not true, because people are above Benedict Ryan too, right? Well, that's what they're giving us the impression of. What I didn't understand is why they needed Danny to contact Homeland Security. Now, if anyone knows, and, you know, being half Middle Eastern... I know for a fact that you can just give tips to Homeland Security. They have like a tip box, they have a tip office. I'm sure there's a different way they could have approached that instead of going to Danny, who, by the way, they let Danny think they were dead. Danny has not had contact with them since 715. To, not to, 715. So they had a funeral. Were they, I was wondering, was the cemetery where they were supposedly buried? Yeah, that was their gravestones. That was Caitlin's gravestone, Reed and Andy and That's Lawrence. what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I think it's 715. They haven't talked since No, that's not. 7, se no, 715 no, no. was way before the show even started. So whatever that situation is, at yeah, whatever the Sentinel si Services is. Yeah, whatever the situation, that's not known as 715, though. That's just like something... Jace is the only one that really references that incident, yeah. but they've been like, what, what classified is that? As dead Can we give then. that a name? Plane crash, I Okay, guess. we're not going to call it plane crash. So, whatever <laughs> that situation is, uh, they they haven't... I, I feel like... We'll why it, go to we'll Uncle Danny? It, we'll call it the Jersey Shore incident. Oh, we, can we call it Jace's 715? Jace's 715. That's what I really meant, because every time he talks about it, he talks about that incident more than anything else. Yeah, like, he could probably have had, like, more kids by now, but he's just, like, hung <laughs> up on 715. Yeah. Like, the mutant power to make another child is lost on him. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, Jace. That's just not nice. Just that was really, just a mean thing. It's really disrespectful. I, I know Jace is a fictional character, but that was just a mean thing. He deserves it. But anyway, Kate and Lauren go out. They get the one piece of information, and that is that Benedict Ryan is running the purifiers. So great, put your daughter in a lot of danger. Just Something you could have figured out if you just watched the show. Screw over your brother entirely. Like, that dude's going to jail. He ripped the wire off. He's going to jail. Definitely going to jail. Definitely looks like he like gulag level he helped jail. him. Yeah, he he's, helped he's him. Out. That's that's treason. <laughs> Whatever. Basically, it is. yeah. yeah he's, it's, it, he's doesn't, out. it doesn't look good for Uncle Danny. So let's go to reading the box. Uh, it's my read in a box. Um, let's talk about it. So well, he, real quick, can we reference Kate and Lauren's relationship getting stronger? How talking uh, about doing is, dudes? Is Kate? Well, yeah. Is Kate? <laughs> I don't kiss and tell. Well, how many times? Yeah, they were bonding, but. I don't think they were really bonding. I feel like Kate is being manipulative. I think Kate no. is the Ismay of this group. Yes, she is manipulating Lauren into doing what she wants in order to get Andy back. Kate is still loves Lauren. Sure, she, she loves Lauren. Anymore. Exactly. And she's like, oh, you're. I see a strong, powerful person that can just do these things. Don't worry about how dangerous it is. People were shooting at them with assault rifles. Yeah. And she's still trying to convince Lauren that it's okay. Shouldn't she be way more worried about her own daughter, who, who, by the way, isn't even of age. This is like a young daughter. She should be worried about this kid who hasn't gone to school ever in her life. Like, there should be a little more concern on Kate's part. I felt like Kate was being manipulative. And they were bonding, but at the end of the day, I think that bonding came in an Esme way of, I'm going to try to manipulate it for my benefit of what I want. Whether she's doing it consciously or subconsciously, that's her ultimate goal. Yeah, I don't think she realizes how much she's manipulating yeah. Lauren. But it's because she's blinded by her love of her favorite child, which is Andy, obviously. Um, Ivan Soto says, don't forget that the purifiers have people in the government as well. Yeah, that was a bit of information. They now know it's run so far up the flagpole that, like, it's it's just corruption all the way up yeah. the ladder. Um, speaking of corruption, Tehran's pants zippers are fake, and that's just really bothering wait, me Wait, right that now. is absolute BS. Like, Whoa. you, wait a second. What? what? I have been proving wrong. Let's go to the next topic. No, they're so fake. Read in the box. <laughs> um, step one, open the box. Step two, look for the secret compartment in the box that you don't know exists. Step three, throw it on the ground and have the secret compartment that was... Created for the purpose of being secret, <laughs> just emerge open. for no reason, right? Like, okay, so he listens to the box. We get these flashbacks mm -hmm. of Reed and this box. Reed and this box have history. Yes. So while uh, I'm not going to make the joke that I was about to make, um, <laughs> so he's reading these letters that Lauren is transcribing from Alf Deutsch, and then he retranslates it because he's like, "Man, my daughter sucks at translating." And it's kind of interesting that he's now having flashbacks to when his dad, Otto Strucker, found him with the box. Which is kind of like a scene of a son finding his dad's Playboy magazines. It was very reminiscent. This isn't for you! You don't touch this boy! <laughs> um, wh what did you all think of uh, the fact that it was activating Reed's bloodline and the Strucker powers within him? Well, it goes to the fact that we spoke on last week, which is there's there's got to be something about whatever that mechanism is that's allowing these memories and this altercations and this uh, uh, a power awakening thing that happens whenever it's playing. Because even the way he's reacting, no, 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 like he's having these, it's like he's not in control of his own self 
when this music's playing. Well, I want to say, before Steph talks, sorry, I'll, I'll go to you, Steph. I want to say that I think it's interesting that we're playing with sound when Reva's main thing is sound that disrupts powers, and now we're dealing with sound that activates powers. So this is really foreshadowing Andy and Lauren combining the Fenris to go after or defeat Reva later on. Or Reva is Reed's sister. No way. Reed, <laughs> Reva. Tehran, close your hands together. Steph, what were your thoughts on this? Um, no, I, I'm kind of confused on how much it was just a memory or if it was actually inhibiting, like, his powers. I don't know if it was just triggering a memory that he had of the music. But he obviously had some relation to it when he was a kid. Yeah, he didn't see the memories of the Von Struckers. He just saw himself seeing the box as a kid. But he was compelled to the box, right? So it's got to be more. I've heard Jingle Bells playing at Target when I'm walking in, and I don't go, No! 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 And it's, like, flashing me back to being stuffed in the snow by, like... Bullies and, and yeah, third grade. and his That's arm not how activated it works. again. Yeah, well, and John- his arm activated like on cue. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Shaw in the set says Andreas said Fenris has two sides to it, and we'll go over that when we go over Andy and Lauren. But there is an interesting thing to that that um, if you activate a power in somebody that's supposed to have two sides, but obviously Reed's power is only encompassing one of those sides, it's unbalanced and it's going to destroy him. So the box isn't necessarily meant for Reed. Yeah. Does Reed have a sister? I don't uh, know. Is there another Reed beside Reva who? Can Reed contact his sister and ask her to go to Homeland Security and ruin her life as well? <laughs> <laughs> Better question. Reed and Andy should go do that. Yeah. So I think it's really cool that it's activating the Von Strucker blood within Reed as well. Um, if Otto was alive, obviously Otto's probably was super powerful because of the box, because he seemed to know that it had something to do with his bloodline. That's what I'm saying. Everyone was like, there's something about this box. It's not just a music box. It's some type of catalyst. Do you think that Reed needs to... Do you think that we're going to get a scene where Reed's powers start going out of control and they play the box for him to try to mitigate the negative effects? That is a good call. I I think Lauren will pull the box out and play it while Reed's kind of becoming uncontrollable people keep saying reed is an only child as far as we know yeah listen the storylines are very complicated i think we find something else out dude otto could have been a player i was also i will <laughs> spread the von strucker seed <laughs> your von, accent of that is really von good it. i was actually thinking that the the music could make his powers manifest normally that's what i was hoping for because i don't want reed to die i know that we thought that that yeah. was a possibility well back in college they called otto von stroker <laughs> that's, oh that's actually You're a thing. Done. that's what they called him You're that's us we don't write the rules we you just read straight up i found the yearbook it's signed, <laughs> it's signed. everyone's like at least everyone's 50 girls signed. yearbooks are signed yeah. the von stroker <laughs> that's that we're not allowed to say that <laughs> let's on. move on to andy and lauren so we get yes. the dream at the beginning where lauren's like yo these Ooh. nuts does exactly <laughs> basically <what it> does. <laughs> i love this show you know, honestly, this after show is possibly the best after show on the AfterBuzz channel. And all you AfterBuzzers that you're at home, please make sure to tune in, share and subscribe. And we appreciate your support because we need your help. Watching our show and telling your friends about it is how we support ourselves here and, and just create more shows for all that for all the shows that you like, from sci-fi mystery to, to and more. We have so many shows here at AfterBuzz. And if you don't like notifications, that's fine. Just click them off. Just click, 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 
And thank you all for helping us be the ESPN of TV time. Really impressed with Tehran doing that off the top of his head. But he's right. Subscribe and hit the like button because there's 30 of you guys watching and we have 10 likes. Come on. What? Like. And also go to our iTunes. Our iTunes is fire. It's better than my SoundCloud. Just go to iTunes and, and leave a review, please. We need your reviews. Five star it up. Those are my favorite. Thank you. Ivan. You owe us like four. I think, yeah, Ivan, come on, man. Nicholas Kelly, come on, bro. Nicholas, I feel like you're my boy. We would have twice yeah. the amount of reviews if Steph Sabrell would talk during the watch alongs. Oh my god, that's a true um, thing, Jonathan. It's so hard for me to talk during. I need to get better at it. We did watch alongs, guys. So uh, we did a watch along for this episode. If you want to tune in and see what our thoughts are as we watched the episode, again, we're gonna be doing one for the finale, I believe, if I can make sure the trailer's booked. And yeah, that's where we're gonna be. Uh, there was four studios taping right now. That's why we're in here for the after show too, because we had to push it back due to the rain because Steph Sabrak cannot drive in the rain. My windshield wipers were not working. Allegedly. I love excuses. Uh, I'll show, I, let's move I on to Andy you. and Lauren. That's her mutant power. That is her mutant it's power. It's being unimportant. We just <laughs> found that out today. So. so, yeah, we get the D's nuts scene in the training room with Andy and Lauren where Lauren's like, yo, I am strong AF now, and let me throw these discs at you that if you don't defend against, because how would you know that I have them, you'll get cut in half. Uh... It's interesting that she can manifest her power physically and Andy still is like an invisible force that he controls. I'm excited to see him somewhat develop something. I'm still shipping hashtag Andy's stick uh, that we talked about last week where he needs to get some kind of uh, gambit stick that he can use his powers through. Everyone in the chat and everyone in the YouTube has been giving us so much grief over this sword. Guys, we're only dealing with what's in the show. We can talk about the comics and the sword and everything, but like... Let the people who watch the show realize what the sword is later on and have fun with it then. I don't, if it comes to play. Yeah, I don't want to like say I don't want to get people's like expectations in in a in a bunch, and then have the sword just be like some stupid thing that like doesn't matter at all. Yeah. And he goes, "Hey, what's this? Oh, this is cool." Hides it under his bed. I just <laughs> don't. I don't see Fox's The Gifted having a scene where. Andre Von Strucker skins his sister and creates a, a, a handle. It just doesn't seem like a thing that's going to happen. Yeah, so. it's not an FX show. This is Fox. Right. So with Andy and Lauren, question for you. Lauren's clearly more powerful than Andy. Is Does that mean that Andy cannot get more powerful or that he's not? Because he's clearly practicing. And is it interesting to also note that Good, which Lauren clearly represents in the white outfit, right? Star is Wars stronger episode, than right? Andy, yep. right? In the black outfit. I don't think so. I think it's like Andy is very conflicted right now. And that's the only reason he's not strong. And they can, they've said it all along, is that Andy's the strongest when he's protecting his family. It's dangerous that Lauren's stronger when she's attacking her family. So, like, you see the white in the dark, but Andy's still Team Lauren in the end, that he would probably die to protect her, and now she's, like, attacking him just to show she's strong. So it is very interesting that there are the two sides on that way as well. She's strong independently, and Andy is strong for a cause. Yeah. When she threw the disc at Andy, it didn't actually hit him. He's kind of blocked it, it but did. not enough. Oh, yeah. He... It grazed him, though. And no, because really it would have cut him, right? Yeah, it did. And it, it did. didn't cut it him. Didn't. It busted him. He got hit. Yeah, he he like overexerted himself blocking. Oh, I thought there was a slice. No, there was no slice. He just decided because it would have just sliced his head in half. I mean, because it's going through Humvee doors, it's it's cutting through shelves. So you would expect something, but it was the force of it. Yeah. So Andy and Lauren's storylines are kind of interesting. Obviously, we're gonna get to Esme and Andy now. 
where Andy's like, I want to protect her, so I need to bring her here. Uh, he didn't think that, but Esme put the thought in his brain, not psychically, straight up told him. Isn't it cool how talking works? You literally put thoughts in other people's brain. Uh, and yeah, what, what do you think of this whole plan of, if she's not with us, we're going to have to kill her? And obviously they don't tell Andy that, but now they're trying to get Andy to manipulate his sister into coming to the... Well, given the understanding circle. of, through the perspective of the show, definitely makes sense that Lauren has now become a liability. If she's able to manifest herself into Andy's thoughts, she can see secrets, and that's what the fear is, right? My concern is, why were Esme and the sisters so ready to jump into Andy's room when he had half of a, oh, oh and then they were like, hey, Andy, are you okay? Yeah. We're here in your room, all three of us, actually. We were just, happened to be outside your door waiting for you to have a bad dream. And, they, and here's the thing, they were not aware of the dreams before. They were not. They had no clue. In yeah. fact, they scolded him for not telling uh, them sooner, right? So the concept is, why were they just there? What were they doing? What were they looking for? What were they aware of? Was it one of those, like, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom moments where, like, both of them are going outside each other's door, like, should I knock or should I not knock? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I don't think Esme has any romantic inklings towards him. No, I don't. Not they, at all. They no. know who to listen to and who to... I'm just surprised on. Andy doesn't have any towards them. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the fact that... Uh, just to yeah, go we back... know, Stephen, you love the Esmes. Sorry. They are lovable. <laughs> um, let's... Well, <laughs> I don't think one it's the same them, way, One stuff. of them is. I love all Let's three. go to the fact somebody said, is it the whole yin and yang thing with Andy and Lauren? And I think it's interesting that you have to think that these are their dreams. So is it, are we in Lauren's dream where she views herself in the white and Andy in the dark? Or is it Andy's dream where he views himself in the dark and her in the light? That's interesting. Um, or does Andy view himself as the bad guy and that's why he's wearing black and Lauren just views herself on a higher moral standing and that's why she's wearing white? But it's also the con. First of all, if it's yin and yang, then they would be equally powerful. That's the whole concept, mm -hmm. right? And I the think they are equally powerful. Uh, well, we constantly see Lauren besting Andy. That's because she's older, and I think she's focused. Yeah, but again, Andy's powers are destruction and not defense. And yeah. she's using powers of defense for destruction, which is kind of like which a weird thing. Which has grown. Her powers have grown. Andy's powers haven't even grown. He, they He's have just grown. No, they're stronger. They haven't grown. So Lauren has a new component of throwing these discs. It's not like Andy has a new component of creating a field with his blast force. I mean, I think we're going to see Andy's powers develop in the next episode. I hope so. Um, because, again, with yin and yang, here's the thing. You guys seem to keep forgetting the fact that they're connected. Um, especially so when we see that his heart's racing and everything like that. As much as she thinks she's getting stronger, there are two sides of one coin. You can't make one side of a coin stronger. It's just a, cr it's just a stronger coin. So I think as she gets stronger... He's unconsciously getting stronger. And I think as he gets stronger, she also is unconsciously getting stronger. They just view themselves more confident in their powers because she's been putting more effort into learning new things. She's not stronger. She just learned a new technique. No, that it looks like her, her power is way more powerful. Her, the way she can just stop everything, the field... Have, she she enveloped a field around an entire side of the street for them to drive away. Andy turned an entire building inside out. N no. Yeah, we forget that Andy was more powerful than her for a while, though. 
and we were all pissed He'll about catch it. up. He wasn't yeah. more. It wasn't that Andy was more powerful. It was he was giving into his power way more than Lauren was. I think Lauren was. Equal. Lauren was almost on her read where she was like, "I have a power, but I'm afraid to use Let it." Me now ask she's you, just not afraid. Let me ask you though. So power can also be seen as technique and strategy, right? So Lauren can throw discs. Yes. If you throw a disc at somebody, they can obviously dodge. Andy's power is invisible. He can snap his fingers and somebody halfway across the room could just have their heart collapse. So it's like you can think of things as more powerful than the others, but there's also like different forms of power. And I think it's really interesting to think that Andy wasn't attacking her in that instance. He was completely on the defensive. And his powers are not defense. Yeah. So let's keep going with Esme and Andy. Esme's trying to get him to bring uh, Lauren to the un to the inner circle because they want to control her and be more powerful. And more or less, they're just worried that because she has dreams of where their training facilities are, that she knows where they are now. Needless to say, they already kind of know where they are now anyway because of Lorna. But they don't know that. Uh, let's move on. Morlocks in the underground. So the Morlocks are still trying to stay out of the war. Uh, we didn't mention last week, but there is the call from Invis Evangeline that says... You're right. We got to get the band back together. And that's kind of what John's whole reason for living is now because he seemed to have no other reason for living. Um, yeah, so the Morlocks don't really want to pardon it. They talk to Evangeline, and Evangeline is like, Yo, I got that dude's balls in advice. Let me give him a call. And Urg. tells him, Yeah, we saved Erg, so he owes me a favor. Well, that really wasn't exactly what was going on, but we'll talk about that pretty soon. Let's talk about Lorna Marcos and Reva's plan. What did y'all think of this? I, I liked the scene with Marcos and Lorna, but yeah. it kind of didn't matter in the end. I think that Lorna and Marcos, one thing that we've been learning, because if if we're all on board with the, how things were ending, we thought that Lorna had no feelings for Marcos. She was so cold. And now it's like she's willing to put it all on the line for Marcos. And she even states, I somehow thought that it would be me, you, and the baby yeah. we would get back together again, even though I betrayed you and sent the sh and shipped the baby off and have done everything to prove to you that that's not what I was thinking. This is what I was actually thinking. So the the, the concept of Lorna and Mar Marcos is an important deal because is Lorna doing this for the underground or is she doing it for Marcos? I think she's doing it for herself because I think she wants... A place where mutants can be accepted that isn't built upon the skulls and skeletons of humans. And I, Reva doesn't GAF at this point. Yeah, she doesn't. I think it's for herself, but I also think Lorna's always been meant to be in a leadership position. So even though she's made mistakes, I think she's learning to be a leader. But I've all, I think we've always had hope for her to be that person for the underground. I just feel like the inner circle should be doing a little bit more recruiting as well. Because, like, aside from crazy people, you can't build an entire nation on crazy people. I don't know if you know who's in the inner circle. We only see one faction that's under Reva's control in a small place. We know there's a lot more to them because Reva is answering to someone as well. Yeah, they're that's just true. bodies. So, and I think that they are recruiting pretty well because as soon as they needed a specific group of people, they were able to bring them on board, as opposed to the underground who's like, yeah, we got a couple people in New York. There's that one guy in Oklahoma City. <laughs> Let's call him, see what he's doing tomorrow. Well, it's just interesting because the currency that Reva is uh, buying things in is this vision of the future that she has. But as she constantly betrays people's vision of the future, she's going to start losing loyalty. Um, just as we find out in this episode that Sage does not know what the, she's using the 
the yacht triplets for. Um, I guess I can't say triplets because you'll think of the Frost Sisters. What do we want to call those group of yacht killing people, the cruise people? The yacht triplets. Mm. The cruise crew? So the cruise crew, the cruise uh, crew. Sage doesn't know what they're doing. I feel like if Sage found out that they were going to like kill a thousand people... Uh, she might not be as on board, but we don't really know Sage too well because they haven't been giving her enough screen time. Yeah. Uh, cut back to Marcos and Lorna. We bring up a good point during the watch along that it just seems kind of suspect that Lorna can just go anywhere and not have a tail or not have everyone like paying attention to her. More GPS on the on the Escalade. Like, hey guys, someone just took one of our Escalades. Where is it going? And I don't want to have this be crass, but honestly, every scene where Marcos and Lorna are meeting should be like a scummy motel somewhere. And I'll explain why. Is like if Riva ever questioned Lorna about, hey, I saw you were meeting Marcos at this hotel, Lorna could play it off like, yeah, I just had a moment of weakness. Now it's like, hey, I saw that you went up and like sneakily met with Marcos yeah. while it was raining at this overpass that down, I was at. Right? Like it just is a little bit sketch and makes Lorna look a lot more suspect. So I feel like they should be meeting at a place where it would seem more relationship if related. the underground had some psychics who could pick up on... I'm just glad they don't. They don't have anyone with, like, like psychic powers. You mean the inner circle? The inner circle, yeah. If the yeah. inner circle... If they had someone like that, I'd be way more afraid. But because they don't have anyone like that, you know... Yeah, I don't think they have anyone like that. Uh, Steph, do you think of anyone in the inner circle that could possibly... Read minds? Read somebody's mind and find out that something's not the way it should be? Who's a very aware at every level all the time. In Maybe. fact, they, they don't even need one. They could have three. <laughs> three. Just three. And they're paranoid. And they're always always questioning. Always outside the door of somebody. Waiting for a nightmare. And they could even like read babies' minds if they wanted to. Thank you. Yeah, maybe. Man, they really need Just to write maybe. that character in. Because I don't know how... Reva's going to find out about what Lorna's doing behind her back. And Lorna just had a conversation with her. Like, one-on-one -on -one about Dawn, which I thought she was going to just kill her on site. Yeah, because it didn't sound like... I mean, obviously, Esme's built that relationship with Lorna to the point where, like, Esme cares about Dawn and Lorna thinks that Esme cares about Dawn. But it sounded very, 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 very threatening. Hey, yeah. Steph, well, I just really want you to live a nice, long life, so don't go against... Riva. By the way, you got that baby out there? Remember the baby you have? Remember that we baby? We would hate I for like the baby too. not to grow up or the mom not to be there. And then uh, Lorna even says, is this a threat? And she's like, no, it's just the truth. That's the biggest threat is yeah, when right? people go, no. It's just it's, the truth. Yo, it just is what it is. I mean, like, you I'm guys, telling you what it you is. Guys like this, you guys like this Gifted After Show. Wouldn't it be a shame if we didn't get 55 iTunes reviews in the next week and this show just didn't, didn't exist anymore? It's not a threat. It's, it's not, not like we can't just, find where each one of like, you it's live. Just the truth. Just the truth. Steph, wouldn't it be a shame if your windshield wipers just stopped working while you were on the highway? Right, it's Sarah just the truth. <laughs> It's just the truth. No, but so. I mean, it's worse. It, it was just, it was a scary tense scene where I was very surprised that Esme and the girls didn't use their power to just, not even, I'm not saying read her mind. I'm saying just pick up on, uh-oh, she's acting scary right now. And she's she's like, acting nervous. And Lorna is honestly the worst mole in the world. She's, like, not making it subtle at all that she's, like, trying to figure out what their plan is. It's like, Tehran, if my only interaction with you on a day-to-day -day was me asking, like, so what auditions are you getting? Uh, it's it's yo, like, 
When people ask me how I'm doing too much, I'm like, what are you, a cop? Like, if someone texts me like, hey man, what's up, what you doing? What are you, the FBI? Please don't, you think I'm kidding. I write that like three times a day. Ivan Soto says the Frost can't immediately read minds, they need to focus. I know, but like, <laughs> Lorna's just being- I know! Lorna's just being straight suspect. Like, she's- yeah. You don't she, need to read minds. At this point. Yeah, it's like And she's Ozzy. snooping into the cruise cr cruise crew. Yeah, yeah. she's snooping she's like, into the cruise crew. Hey, hey man. So what are He's you guys doing later with it. all the plan that Reba gave to you? Like, yo, <laughs> at some point, everyone's picking up shit. Hey yo, yo, what's up, man? Yo, what's up? Yo, who you killing later again? Yo. Oh yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Okay. The next day. Oh man, what's up, bro? Yo, that who you killing, killing again? That killing who you crazy, killing? Though, right? That oh, killing. who you killing? Yo, Yo who you killing? <laughs> I school man. I, I get it. I get I. it. Oh, you gonna make a joke about a dragon? You gonna make a joke about a dragon? <laughs> Yo, you gonna kill a dragon? dragon? You gonna kill a dragon? Yo, they're gonna kill a dragon. Yo, like I'm just saying. Look, I'm. We understand it's a TV show, but. We also understand that they are creating a world of realism, and we want to go along with that realism. And, and, and it goes like this. We love so many of the episodes, and so many of the episodes are fantastic, that when these loopholes present themselves, that's when we become concerned. Because yeah. now it's not suspension of disbelief. Now you're questioning your audience. But I think it's going to be intentional. I think Lorna's inability to remain subtle is going to be intentional. It's her character. She's never been able to be subtle. The no. whole point was that somebody got stabbed in the alleyway because she couldn't control her powers. The only thing I would believe is if Reva knows that Lorna is doing this. So anyway, Reva's plan is to take out the entire underground leadership in one blow using the cruise crew. Also, I'm not going to take credit for the cruise crew because there's a fun poster going around with Terry Crews and Tom's Cruz, Tom Cruise that says the cruise crew. Um, so look that up. It's really funny. Uh, let's move on to the post-explosion with Erg, Blink, and John. So they show up, and they're a little bit late because cell phones don't work. Well, it's radio silence, which I understand. Can we please stop calling him Erg and call him by his real name, Bishop, which I called from the time but he was presented on is, screen? Erg is in the common, comics as somebody. So they're also they're two separate characters. They're just combining the powers. Never heard of Erg. Everyone's heard of Bishop. Does Erg have an M on his face? Because you know who does? Bishop. Bishop. <laughs> so Bishop, Blink, and John. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, basically have a falling out because John's pissed off that Erg doesn't want to help them. John's like, we got to investigate. And Erg's like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, what are you talking about? Like, 100%. I already didn't want to help you because she was straight up going to expose my entire, like, freaking Morlock, him. Morlock society. And, yeah, they have no plan, but their plans to survive, which is a plan in itself. It's like, they're just trying to keep it DL and not get purified. Uh, moving on, you get John straight up doing what would kill any other person. Like, John, that was a villainy move right there. He could have collapsed Erg's grip cage. He punched Erg, not knowing Erg's power. Yeah, by not, the way. No, yeah, yeah exactly. not having any idea. Erg's power could have been like Samuel L. Jackson from freaking Unbreakable, just having bones made of glass. <laughs> like he could have just like disintegrated him without even knowing. He punches Erg as hard as he can. And then gets his ass handed, handed to, to him. him. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, you don't know. Erg's power. What if Erg's power is just like that one eye he has can see 
you know the future. <laughs> what not even the future. It can see through curtains. <laughs> like you don't awesome know. Example. But, yo, you guys say that, but remember, we're in a Morlock world yeah. where everyone has a pointless power. Remember. So like in the Morlock world where everyone has tents, Erg can see through curtains. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's his he's power. just like, a and that's peeping, why he's the leader. He's just peeping Tom. That's yeah. his power. But like no. on a real level, though, he just straight up like released it all back in a John Wright where he just got shotgun. Who twice. else would be able to do that? But stop. So could Erg be? Stop. It, could he be able to do that against Reva too? I feel like Erg is the only one who could stop. I think Reva's power is different because like shot. You don't really absorb sound. sound waves aside from your ears vibrating. Hmm. I think Reva's power is less about using your power and more about disrupting your equilibrium. Yeah. Which, like, if anyone knows, you can put, like, literally three drops of water into an inner part of somebody's ear and they won't be able to even stand up straight. What? Yeah, that's... If you use a syringe, it's a form of, like... Torture. Uh, Welcome to the world of our minds. Okay, so we got our get through this. We got 17 minutes before we got to wrap it up. Probably going to wrap it up a little bit earlier because we're making good on time, but the post-explosion... Blink freaking drops John like a indestructible rock, which took a pretty lo- bit longer than I thought it would because John is just like jumping into stuff left and right. He's yeah. like lost his he's lost his uh, mission compass and his leadership edge. John is not being a good leader right now. John is emotional, even though he has a mission, he's doing everything wrong regarding that mission. Can we just say it outright? The underground has not had good leadership from the beginning. Erg doesn't want to do anything to help mutants. Evangeline didn't even want her cover blown at the place, so she wasn't going to help him. Then she lost all hope. And then you got John, who's just like, X-Men, they're going to save us. And then we find out that the underground wasn't even started by the X-Men. It's like, that's like saying we're going to start a KISS fan group, but then be like, KISS will save us. Like, what? It's like planning a concert without the band actually on board. Did you think it was interesting that Arg was part of Evangeline's original? Like they started together? No, it makes sense because they're both very powerful in their own respect. So she's controlling one thing and he's controlling another sector. And it makes sense because he has a lot of mutants that have stayed alive. He has. So he's probably the better leader. Um, which we might find out later. Like, he might have a lot more resources at his disposal than we know. He's a better leader, but he's also... His mission, his mission, I don't like at all. Because they are ax- absolutely right when they keep saying, you are just hiding. Mm-hmm. Things aren't going to get better. You're going to hide forever. You're going to live in these sewers forever. You're not doing anything. And he's not. He's really not trying to... Uh, to inspire to be more or progress in a direction i just think it's interesting that they're literally just waiting the inner circle has basically like a a life of riddick pitch black style uh form of government in terms of like why don't they just try to kill reva to take over the inner circle and they have all the resources and they can make it good like hey let's just have somebody who's not a terrible person in charge of the inner circle but reva's not in charge yeah that's That's why there's such an infrastructure in place that reva is just another is she not though She's she she's can't one of the she's top answering dogs to someone. For sure. But how do you know she, she's answering to somebody? She's the face of the inner circle. The text that we thought she was answering to somebody was the dude who worked for the bank and they were going on a date. It wasn't somebody yeah. high up in the inner circle. So as far as we know, she is the head of the inner circle because she killed everyone in it. Unless you're gonna have like introduce this weird German part of the inner circle. Magneto. Called like the inner right I mean, and it make it all like it super super anyone. messed up. I think she's the head of the inner circle. 
It could be Esme's mom. Like, it could be anyone. I mean, if you're going to bring in the Frost, like, actual Emma Frost. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Emma Frost. But, like, do you think... I mean, as far as we're concerned, the X-Men are non-existent and Magneto's crew are non-existent in this world. But the Hellfire Club is existent in this world, and the Inner Circle is an offshoot of the Hellfire Club, right? Iffy. I mean, it's, I would feel like there's a connection. We haven't... It's, it's just tough because we're literally dealing with purifiers and the inner circle and we've already been told that the purifiers go all the way up to the top so there's not really like a top above the top that like the hellfire club could be inversed in with too so the the show hasn't necessarily set it up for there being a show canon that includes anything being above the inner circle in terms of bad mutants and anything being above the purifiers in terms of supremacy groups does that make sense so if we pull something out of left field now it has to be either a magneto offshoot or an x-men offshoot Anything else would kind of break my belief in the writers in the show. Yeah, because mm. it would just be so out of place. Because they have done good world building, and you have to you have to pay attention to the world building that they've done, and not just think they're going to pull out the comics. Unless somebody comes in from another like uh, parallel dimension, because they could definitely do a storyline like that and bring in the Hellfire Club from Earth six five two or something like that, and be like, "Hey, what up, bitches? We're here." Well, I think that and then Erg's be... name is Bishop, and they have the same power, and then they have like the count, the <laughs> counterpart, the counterpart gifted season. It's it's Earth six five two, where copyrights don't exist. <laughs> you can just use whatever you want. Right. Um, the Inner Circle is a part of the Hellfire Club, uh, as people are pointing out in the chat, and Alyssa Ramos is explaining that, and, and that's where I'm getting the the Hellfire Club aspect of it. I feel like it has to come in. Now, I'm not saying the whole Hellfire Club. The concept is the Hellfire Club is dead, blah, blah, blah. But there is a there could be parts of the Hellfire Club which Reva is answering to. And the only reason I'm saying this is because I don't know if Reva by herself can plan everything that's being planned simultaneously. There has to be more components. I just want, than like... just these six people that happen to be in this one beautiful compound. I just want, like, a villainy team to be called, like, the Fluffy Kitten Club or something oh, like that. Just one time. Just, yeah, just one time, so it's like, they're not obviously in their minds the bad guy. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to be the villain, like, very obviously. In this very, like, obvious red and black flag, this very obvious... Building of futuristic proportions mm. with murderers who the Hello Kitty gang with the crew, the cruise crew. Yeah, they murder the and leave a Hello crew. Kitty somewhere, and they keep going. Yeah, cool. and the only reason this episode wasn't entitled "Cruise Crew" is because there's not an M in it. Let's move on to Blink and John. We get this nice little music montage mm. of Blink and John, broken up and sad. I just her comb in the foreground. It can't be for. Forever. I love you so much. I'm leaving you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I don't they think just that's how got back. Like I feel like that the, was like a swerve, though. He was yeah. straight up. Ra- she was ready to propose to him, and then right? like goodbye. Let me just reminisce about my friend that's neck was broken because she tried to fight back again. You get. You guys get the the comparison, right? Blink. Yeah. The the whole story of Blink's past, and we're moving on to Blink now, was used as comparison to what John was doing. And John was basically her human friend in that Lily. flashback, Lily. And they were basically deciding, we can just go away and do our own thing. It's fine. We don't have to fight back. And John's basically being Lily like, no, let's go after and fight back against our uncle guy that's just going to kill us. To save, hold on, to save. Because Lily's concern was, hey, there are other kids involved too. 
We're not going to just let them deal with the consequences of our actions. We're going to go back. So technically, Lily was right. It's just, if you don't have a good power, Lily. <laughs> right? Which kind of true about the underground. Yeah, it's one of those situations where, like, the underground is going against the... 45 year old drunk 100%. uncle that's just gonna break their neck there's no plan 100%. it's just like let's not even have a plan let's not even have the power to go toe to toe with the 45 year old uncle why don't we find the other 45 year old aunt who happens to be a weightlifter and like then go after the uncle or something but they're if not Blink was there and that's why blink is out if blink was there with lily blink would have gotten made her, it would have made it to the killed. ambulance the concept was she died before the ambulance got there, but what Blink isn't paying attention to is, Blink, your power would have got her to the ambulance. It wasn't developed yet, though. They only got across the bridge. Yeah, that's you're a big, just, that's you're, A. <laughs> you're assuming that the family would let Blink use her power. I'm, I'm pretty sure it, that they weren't. They or weren't maybe the, the dad beat, maybe the dad broke Blink's neck instead of Lily's neck in this situation. Again, it's just saying that when you don't have the power to go again, it's like an egg hitting a, it's like a rock hitting an egg. It's like you got to at least enforce that egg somehow before you go after the rock. Yeah, but that's the thing is if you sit there and wait, then at times it's like, I wish somebody would do something about that. Look in the mirror, you are somebody, right? So I'm sure there were ways and things they could have thought of, or if not, at least you would have done the right thing. I don't think that hiding and letting others deal with stuff is the right thing, which is why I'm against the Morlocks principles, mm -hmm. and I'm against how Blink is running away. Blink has become a quitter. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm just saying that this prepare is, better. This is why when you're caught off guard by her breaking up with John, the entire backstory they're building for her leads up to her breaking up with John because John is Lily in this situation, and she. She can't bear to sit there and watch John mm. die doing this. John has better hair than Lily. I feel like they're going to join forces. Does he, though? He has better hair than Lily. Lily was straight Lily up the Wendy's mascot. They both hair. have great hair. But John's hair is just a little more panty and The Queen of Regal so says, nice. if you don't have the means, it's a slaughter. Mm. And, like, Trent King says, what's an ambulance going to do for a snap neck, though? Uh, a lot now, actually. If you break your neck, you are actually not... The, the mortality rate is a lot lower than it used to be. A lot lower. I mean, there are people ah. who have broken necks. A, a, a broken neck isn't specifically a broken spine. I'm sure there's things they can do. Uh, and, and the Queen of Regal says something. If you don't have the means, it's a slaughter. Well, let me explain to the Queen of Regal that that sounds very true. However, the concept is this. If, if, if it isn't for the people who stand up, for these people, like, let's, let's take the social commentary of what it really means uh, in these countries in which you don't have rights and you don't have freedoms. And if the people don't ever stand up, then they will never, ever get those rights or freedoms. And unfortunately, it's those people that martyr themselves, the ones that die, that, that add to the strength of what a revolution really We've is. We've all seen Les Mis. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> uh, predictions. Let's get into it. Now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Lights going all over. Okay. Tehran. What do you think is going to happen with Andy next episode? I think that Andy and Lauren are going to have another confrontation. I think that the Esmes are going to use Andy to try to get to Lauren. Lauren's going to go on the run. I also think that that Andy's powers aren't as strong as Lauren's. I think Lauren has the stronger power, uh, even on the defensive tip, which you gave a great argument for, by the way. A great argument. Almost won me over, but I'm still under that impression. And I also think that uh, Reva is smarter than 
then we are giving her credit for Smarter it. Smarter than the average bear. Yeah. Go ahead, Steph. What do you think is going to happen in the future? Um, I definitely think Lauren and Andy are going to meet back up again. I don't think Andy's going to be successful, but I think something big has to happen in their dreams or in reality with um, the, tw the triplets. And um, I think Reed is going to have more manifestation of his powers where he can't use the, the syringe or... The serum. The yeah. serum, serum. anyway. Yeah, I think he's going to run out of it very quickly. I think he's going to have an outbreak and Lauren's going to play the music box and it's going to help him contain it. Um, I think the whole Capri Sun gang, which is Lauren and Kate right Strippers. now, the Capri Sun crew. Can you say it the right yeah. way? Yeah. The Capri Sun crew <laughs> to get back the sun. I need to get back my Capri Sun. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but she never anyway, says Capri Sun. But she never says it. And yet, for now, from now on, I will always equate her with her. You don't understand how many times a week. I She's going to straight up turn into like the, the liquid metal thing and shoot uh, through the air and then have a Capri Sun. Uh, shout out to those old commercials. Uh, I want to say that they're going to probably work to expose Benedict Ryan mm. as the leader of the Purifiers. And I think that's what they're going to move towards doing. Aside from running away from the inner circle if the, the twins or triplets come after them, I think Lorna, Kate, Lauren, and even Andy might get involved in it are going to go after and try to expose the purifiers for what they are, and I think they're going to unravel some larger conspiracy thing with the government. Uh, we learned that Reva's target is the White House. In Was it the previews or at the end of the episode? At the, at the, in the previews. So in the like... previews, they say it's like the White House. Um, I don't know. Do you think the president's like a mutant or do you think the president's a purifier or what the, what's the deal? Obviously with the current political climate and how everyone in Hollywood hates the current president, it would make sense to make the current president in this show a purifier, but I don't know if they'll go that far. Also, I don't know how they're going to cast the president if we're introduced to him. I think, uh, also with Ryan being a purifier, I think that might make his show more popular. Here's the thing, Ivan Soto, he says, doesn't the world already know Ryan is a purifier? People in the world know that Ryan is anti-mutant and pro-human, but that doesn't necessarily mean purifier. Just how you can watch somebody who talks about how what they're doing at the border is really messed up, but it does not make them a Democrat. Well, especially uh, because journalists and reporters aren't supposed to have affiliation. Exactly. Like so, like, Ryan can be known as somebody who's very pro-human and anti-mutant, but that doesn't necessarily associate with him with a hate group as the purifiers are labeled in this universe. Yeah, it's like the O'Reilly. I mean, we might not be surprised if we found out he was some type of white supremacist, but he never came out and said, hey, I'm a mm -hmm. white supremacist. I want the Alex Jones of the gifted Jesus. world to come out. I think that would be great. Oh, my God. Alex Jones. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Mutants are actually humans in disguise. Uh, let's okay. end it on that note. Where can we find you guys on Twitter and social media? Steph Sabra. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra. Yo, find me at I am Tehran all across the board. And you guys can find me at Stephen Lemieux, S T P H E N L A M I U X. You were going to say something else, weren't you? No, I wasn't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> tune in next week, obviously, for another episode of The Gifted. Also, we're going to be doing Netflix and Chill tonight late at night. We're going to figure out what movie to watch, but tune into the Popcorn Talk Network on YouTube to watch that. It's going to be me, Steph, and Tehran again with Bree, our scheduling Bree. producer, who's great. Um, yeah, we will see you guys next week. I got to walk through. Is the thing to do the thing. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> 